0: Welcome to my podcast on everything about health. I'm your host, Becca. And here we will be discussing basic information on every topic. We will cover everything from physical health, spiritual health, and mental health. No topic is limits. All guest appearances welcome. This platform is to bring back the freedom of speech and allow everyone to feel their voice matters, no matter what the circumstances are. Hello, everybody. Welcome back, happy Friday. Just like Promise, updating you on how last weekend went. It was almost too good to be true. And when you live down in the valley here in Phoenix, it's hot, it's 100 degrees, it's dry, and it's not very comfortable, especially being pregnant. It's not very comfortable. So being up north in the mountains was almost too good to be true. The weather was perfect during the middle of the day. It would rain ever so lightly, but yet the sun was also shining, and it made it the perfect weather to relax and enjoy. I truly personally like taking my books up north with us, whether it be a fun book or an educational book. I take it up north with us, and I read, and I actually got through a whole entire book this week last weekend. My man, who got drawn for hunting, went up scouting, got to see five elk, which was awesome means it's gonna be a great year. I love that he is already scouting and already seeing things because my due date happens to be the same time as his hunting season. Though it's not that far of a drive, it is still one of those things where we want him to go up north, first day, have the best luck. So if all of you guys can just put that good juju out on him that he goes up on the first day, fulfills his tag and comes back down that way in case I go into early labor, we are all together and fine and working good magic. So put those good jujus out for our family. Other than that, we had family come up and we had them enjoy every the weekend with us. And it was just beautiful. It was a great time spending with family, catching up, enjoying the weather, enjoying each other. Everything worked out so perfectly. Coming back home was like an epic shock. We went from highs of 75 degree weather to highs of 100 and 105 degree weather. That was not fun coming off the mountain and unpacking. We were drenched in sweat just unpacking the truck. However, I hope you all were really enjoying the first intro into diving into hormones. I hope you're following the pages. I've been posting little teasers here and there Now that we're getting into our first real episode, I will be doing more educational pieces. I will be posting a few more Reels and I will be diving deeper into it as the month gets going. Biggest thing I wanna start off with reminding, especially from the intro and kind of diving into it now is that hormones control the growth, the development and the metabolism of the body. So when people talk about hormones, Like I said before, they really only think about the sexual production of hormones. People forget that there are more than just sexual hormones. There are hormones all throughout the body, and that's what I'm diving into today, is telling you where they're coming from. And for male and female, kind of just diving into that all together. So we're gonna start off with pretty much the main areas of where they come from. And we're gonna dive into the areas in that area, what hormone is in there and then what role it plays. And I'll be talking specifically on women and men as we go through this. Please know that every body has these hormones. It just plays a different role and it has a different measurement in male versus female. So when I get to the sexual production of hormones, both males and females have both hormones that males and females both produce. It is just measured at a different level. It is just responsible for doing different things depending if you're a male or if you are a female. And that is, by definition, your biological makeup. I'm not talking about the pronouns you identify as. I'm talking specifically as who you were born as, not who you identify as. What you came out of your mother's womb Male or female is what you are more producing in your body. Now, if somebody is taking a prescription to alter that, that is different. That is not what I'm talking about, nor will I even touch on that. That's not the point of this. The point is, is to inform people of their natural makeup of hormones and what's going on inside of their body. All right, let's get into it. So the first main area is the hypothalamus. No, there is not any magical easier way of saying that. It is the hypothalamus. It's in the head. And what there are six major hormones that play a role inside. You have in no. I am not by any means of the definition amazing at pronouncing all of this. So give me grace as I, as we go through this. But I have an acronyms. I will mostly refer to their acronyms after I butcher their names. The corticrotopin releasing hormone, the CRH, it regulates the androcorticropin release in the pituitary gland. So again, you have the hypothalamus, but then inside you have the pituitary gland, and then you have the pineal gland. This is one of those things where you guys need to realize that you have so many playing parts inside of your brain that is also regulating hormones. You have your knowledge and you have everything else going on in there, but you also have hormones inside of there that are working with one another. The second hormone in the hypothalamus is the gonotropin releasing hormone, which is GNRH. It regulates your LH, FSH production in the pituitary gland, which again, we'll get through to the pituitary gland later on in the segment. I am starting from the top to the bottom and that you'll understand as I keep discussing these areas why we're going from top to bottom. Hypothalamus also has the thyrotropin releasing hormone, the TRH. Regulates the thyroid stimulating hormone releasing in the pituitary gland. Then you have the growth hormone releasing, the GHRH. Regulates growth hormones. This is a lot to do with when you're in puberty, too. You have the somostatin hormone, inhibits the release of GH from the pituitary. And you have dopamine. Dopamine is going to be more related to learning and attention, mood, movement, heart rate, kidney function, blood level, blood vessel function, sleep, pain processing, and lactation. When I say lactation, Yes, I do mean in both male and in female. Because if a male has higher levels of hormones in certain areas, they will produce milk. I just want that to be very clear. Their levels shouldn't be high though. So if a male has high levels, something's up and they got to go get checked. Now, if a male is purposely taking something to... Increase those hormones to produce again something way different. I am talking about biological makeup here. So, if a biological male is producing milk, his hormones are imbalanced, and some hormones are going to be higher than what they should be, and he needs to go get checked. Right, moving on, we are going to now be going more into the anterior pituitary gland. So you have an anterior and you got posterior. The reason why this is important is because this is how the flow of your hormones are gonna go and I'll go into the feedback loop and the access and what's important with all of those in a minute. Right now, I'm sharing with you all of the hormones that are in your body so you guys realize it's not just about testes and ovaries. It's about from head to toe we have hormones that are affecting our body in everything we do. And so now with the anterior pituitary gland, we're gonna go with the first one, which is going to be androcortisotropic hormone. Wow, I really butchered that one, didn't I? ACTH, and honestly that's always what I referred it to as ACTH, Stimulates the release of hormones from the adrenal cortex, which we'll get to next after the posterior gland. So besides that, the anterior pituitary gland has more hormones than the posterior. So then you go into your luteinizing hormone and your follicle-stimulating hormone. Now, as you guys just heard, I mentioned those back in the hypothalamus with the GNRH. It regulates those hormones. So if your hypothalamus doesn't produce your GNRH, well then your pituitary gland isn't really producing your LH and FSH, which is unique because I have a friend of mine right now going through a situation and her LH and FSH is really great. But if professionals don't see a change in your LH and FSH, they're not really gonna go ahead and pull your GNRH. However, she has other symptoms going on that in my humblest opinion, Though this is not my area of specialty, I do believe they should pull her GNRH. That's just my opinion. Of course, I'm not her professionals. I gave her my opinion as a friend. Now, whatever happens is between her and the professionals. But the LH and FSH, are, especially LH in women, stimulate the production of sex hormones, like your estrogen in the ovaries, as well as during ovulation. In men, it stimulates testosterone production in the testes. So again, both male and females have LH. FSH is going to be, in women, stimulates follicle development. In men, stimulates sperm production. Again, do you see? Both male and female have LH and FSH. That is going to be a huge part that we do share same hormones. It just depends on the level measurement of what goes on. So besides the ACTH, the LH, the FSH, now we're going into thyroid stimulating hormone. This is going to then be part of the thyroid, which we will talk about in a minute, but the TSH stimulates the production and secretion of the thyroid hormone, which we'll get to in a minute. So again, if you don't have it starting up in your brain, how is it going to get down to the area right around your throat where your thyroid is at? Hence why I said, we're going top to bottom. We also have the GH, which is your growth hormone. And that promotes the body's growth and development, like going through puberty. And that's a huge thing where it stimulates protein production. It affects fat distribution. Now we're talking about a metabolism, how you metabolize foods. So it's not just going after one specific production. Now it's in charge of two specific productions, growing and metabolizing. And if your GH is off, do you see how your body can be displaced as well? Let's also not confuse this with having a poor diet or a poor lifestyle. That is different. If you are not eating to fuel your body through a nutrition and healthy lifestyle, then your hormones can't play the proper role that it needs to metabolize what you're doing. So please, let's be very clear on that as we're proceeding forward that if you're not losing weight, don't just blame your your hormones right away. Go through the checklist of, am I living in a healthy lifestyle? Am I making the right choices for my body? And then address the hormones. That's kind of where I'm going with that. The last one in the into ante- the anterior pituitary gland is going to be prolactin. Now, let me be very clear on prolactin because both males and females have prolactin. Prolactin is more developed in females for breastfeeding. Men should have very low levels for that. And just so that way we can kind of get a range of where each should be in males serum prolactin level range should range from a two to 18 in females it should be a two to 30 If women are pregnant and in their third trimester that goes up tremendously to a 10 to 210 so that is also one of those things now the biggest thing is is it's irrelevant for males it is more relevant for females because as a pregnant female, once we deliver the progesterone of our body with the placenta leaves and lowers, causing our prolactin to shoot up and increase, which is where our milk supply comes in at. So all you pregnant mommies out there, I hope you are following along on educational videos while you're pregnant. And my veteran mothers, you will know, your milk supply doesn't come in until like the third third to fifth day. And that is because your progesterone is lo- is lowering, causing your prolactin to increase. Your body just doesn't know that in 30 seconds of having a baby. You have to allow your body and the messenger and the signals and everything to go through its part to say hey start producing that prolactin at a faster rate and then boom your milk supply is coming in and now it's doubling and this also goes hand in hand with nutrition if you are properly feeding your body and hydrating appropriately your supply is going to come in and when i mean hydrate i don't mean i don't mean all of those fun recipes that people are talking i'm talking about pure water it also, studies have shown that a small supply of alcohol will produce prolactin. Mommies, I do not want you going out and having a wild, a wild girl's night thinking you are going to start producing. That is not what I mean and that is abusing alcohol. What I'm talking about is for all of my Hispanic women out there that have always shared with me the quote unquote wife's tale about having a little beer and your milk supply comes in, science evidence have shown that is accurate. That alcohol production slowly picks up and you will produce more lactin for breastfeeding. All right, moving into the posterior pituitary gland. So it's going to have two hormones in this one. You're gonna have your vasopressin, which is your antidiuretic hormone, which affects water retention in kidneys. And it's going to help control your body's water and electrolyte level. So I will always refer to this as the vasopressin. Then you have oxytocin. Everybody knows and hears and loves oxytocin because it is known as the love hormone. What's funny is the main reason oxytocin is mostly in our bodies is for producing milk after labor. It's one of those ones that helps. It helps contract the uterus and it helps the milk ducts in the breasts. Now, oxytocin goes further because both male and females have oxytocin, which is why it's called the love hormone. And it can actually be produced through a bunch of different areas um, besides childbirth. A lot of times through healthy exercising, Bonding with a human being, such as like hugging, snuggling, love, stuff of that nature, even making love, oxytocin is produced. So, again, that's why it is called the love hormone. And both males and females have oxytocin. All right, now we're going into the adrenal cortex. The adrenal cortex is going to have two major hormones. One is called corticosteroid, which is your cortisol levels, and then the second one is the aldosterone. Cortisol helps control carbohydrates, protein, and lipids through metabolism. It also protects against stress. This is crazy because I am a constant health coach that constantly preaches to my clients about cortisol because stress is the inevitable. In our world full of worry, fear, anxiety, and trying to live in fight or flight mode, cortisol is huge. When cortisol is released, so much goes on. And we're actually not even going to touch, quite frankly, on that. We're going to table that for another time. But what I want you to know through this episode Is that cortisol is a huge factor that if you're increasing your cortisol, it is depressing some other hormone in your body causing an imbalance, which is why I preach and I preach and I can't emphasize this enough through this episode. Stress management, self-care, work-life balance is huge. I'm so tired of people living in this fight or flight mechanism of life and trying to play the dick measuring game of who has it worse, knock it off. And if you can't hear by the sound of my voice, I really mean it, knock it off. We are not here to dick measure who has the worst problems. We are here to enjoy life. We are here to live a healthy, balanced life. And because of our society and the fast-paced, rigorous, electronic-stimulating garbage that's out there, our cortisol is going up. And things that we eat are affecting the way we metabolize our carbs, our proteins, and our lipids, which, like just stated, is from our cortisol. So again, check your healthy lifestyle. Check what you're putting in your body, but also check your self-care. Are you taking care of yourself? Are you prioritizing you? Because if your cup isn't full, how are you giving back in this world? And then that then goes back to how we're living in a fight or flight mechanism. And we end up saying, oh yeah, I got this problem and that problem and I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And I can't believe A, B, and C is going on. And sometimes I look at people because I used to be that person. I used to work two to three jobs, go to school full time, help my parents out, help my grandpa out, and try and maintain a social life all at the same time. When I would rattle off my life to somebody, they would praise me for it. They would sit there and be all like, oh my gosh, that's fantastic. You're amazing. Look how hard working you are. Ew, garbage. Straight garbage now. That's horrible. I wish somebody would have slapped me and said, why are you not living your best life in your youth? Because that was through my 20s, guys. I spent my 20s working three jobs, two to three jobs, taking care of everybody else but myself. For what? Just to dick measure at how good I was at spinning my wheels into the ground and burning myself out? Wow, did a great job at that. Life is so much better when you prioritize yourself and you manage your stress. All right, off my soapbox for that one. Let's go into aldosterone, which regulates, which helps control the body's water and electrolyte regulation, just like your vasopressin, but it also regulates your salt, your water balance, and your blood pressure. So going on into now the reproduction organs. So let's start with males who were born with testicles, testes. Testosterone is produced. It stimulates the development of the male reproduction organs, sperm production, and protein anabolism, which is like the protein growth. So like muscle maturity. This is also why women have testosterone as well. Women have muscles, women have protein it's just not measured as high as males. But this is where sex drive comes from. And if a female is experiencing a low sex drive, most likely there is some type of hormonal imbalance going on. Check your hormones. All right, now we got your ovaries which are in women and they have the estrogen and progesterone. Let's be very clear that estrogen and progesterone is also in males. It is just measured lower, very lower. Okay, so estrogen is produced by the follicle and it stimulates the development of female reproduction organs. Progesterone, man, the main mac daddy of women hormones. Progesterone is produced by the corpus luteum. No, there's not a simple name for that. It is what it is. It prepares the uterus for pregnancy and mammary glands for lactation, so your breasts. Let's also be very clear that progesterone is the main mac daddy hormone for women's cycles. And we will actually be doing a whole section on female hormone, like, period menopause type of thing. So males, if you want to skip out on that, I'll make sure to very much specifically Kind of say which one that is. If you are genuine, if you are genuinely interested for your partner to understand what she is going through and help her out, by all means, listen, join in. I just know that a lot of my female listeners out there, it is going to be very important for them to understand what is going on in their body in progesterone. I call it the Mac Daddy. So just so we'll table that one for when we go deeper into it in a few weeks, maybe next week. We're just at least know that progesterone's the Mac Daddy. All right. Now let's get into the thyroid gland. Now we have technically talked about the thyroid gland. Thyroid gland has technically three hormones. Two go hand in hand. One's on its own. So in your thyroid hormone, you have your T4 and your T3. T4 is your thyroxine and T3 is one that I'm going to slaughter again. So be prepared. Tridothrylinin. I just call it the T3 because that's way easier. Anyways, the T3 and T4 controls metabolic processes in all your cells. That is super super important to know because this is something that I did research on and we will have a section of this in our hormones where we talk about the thyroid because it is the central main mac daddy gland for metabolism, and I wanna take an episode and really dive deep into Hashimoto's, hypo, hyper, and I wanna explain to everybody why this is happening, where it's coming from, foods that are pretty much inhibiting it, everything like that, so I'm gonna reserve that more for later. But the third or technically secondary hormone that comes from the thyroid gland is calcitonin, which helps control calcium metabolism. So pretty much it lowers calcium levels in the blood. All right, now in the thyroid, you have the parathyroid gland, which has the parathyroid hormone, the PTH. And that's super important because it helps control calcium metabolism. So it increases the calcium levels. So in the thyroid gland, you have the calcitonin that lowers and helps levels in the blood. And then in the parathyroid, you have the PTH, which increases to help levels in the blood. So you have to have both. And if both aren't producing at a certain level, we got issues, which again, we'll table that for when we talk about thyroid and we go more into diving into everything of that. So we'll, we'll talk about that later on. All right. Now we're going to go into the pancreas, which the pancreas has two hormones, your insulin and your glucagon. Insulin, obviously people hear about insulin all the time it helps control carbohydrate metabolism. It lowers blood sugar. it helps lower your blood sugar levels. So a lot of people who are living a unhealthy lifestyle and eating a lot of processed sugars and processed foods. And I'm not talking about your five day trip to a foreign country or in a different state indulging in the beautiful foods that it has to offer. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about years and years of built-up abuse of processed foods, of higher transaturated fatty food and processed sugar. It will hurt your insulin. And that's where diabetes comes into play. Now, I've toiled with the idea of doing a diabetic segment, which if I get a lot of feedback from this episode, I will do a diabetic episode where I go into type 1 and type 2 and insulin, and I will go into everything. I just got to have the feedback because you guys wanted more on hormones, even though insulin is a hormone, I need to make sure that's the right hormone you guys are wanting me to discuss. Glucagon also helps control carbohydrate metabolism. It just increases your blood sugar. So for all those out there that are doing a keto lifestyle or a low-carb lifestyle, and you're not having enough carbs in your diet, glucagon's there for you. So that kind of helps a little bit with the process of everything. Now, the reason why I went through every single one of those hormones, telling you what it does, what it regulates, and also touching, and I totally just remembered right now, inside your brain, close to the hypothalamus, we do have the pineal gland, which I believe I mentioned, That produces melatonin, which helps to have you get a good night rest. That alone is going to be huge for when you are sleeping. Your body does the most repair when you are sleeping. So now the reason why I went through all those hormones is you need to understand that from head to toe, we have a lot going on in our body. And it all starts with the hypothalamus. Hypothalamus releases a hormone, goes into the anterior pituitary, and then it shoots out more hormones, which can have a short loop feedback to the hypothalamus, but it can also go to target glands. And target gland hormones then circle all the way back around and it all recycles into the body. Imagine if you were imbalanced. Now your internal feedback loop is jacked up and you're not being able to. Have your body produce at a way it should be producing. And I know this segment is longer than most of my segments. I knew it was going to be because there was a lot more to cover through this. So lastly, what I will end on are the hormone systems. There are three hormone systems. You have your hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access. You have your hypothalamic pituitary gonadal access. And you have your hypothalamic pituitary-thyroidal access. And I'm going to go ahead and describe briefly what each access is important for doing. And the reason why this is important is because, again, it goes back into the recycle loop in your body. So if you're in balance and something's not producing right, you're shortcoming on your own self. So bear with me as we have a little bit longer of a section in here. However, the HPA, which was the first one I mentioned, hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access, that is going to go ahead and secrete the CRH from the hypothalamus going down into the intuitary pituitary, interior pituitary, which secretes the ACTH into the adrenal gland and the kidney, and then comes out cortisol, and it has a metabolic effect. And that can have a stress that can loop back to the hypothalamus. Again, this is one of those things that when I tell you everything has a purpose, it's truly because this is, if something was to be disturbed in this HPA access, there are serious medical consequences. A lot of it can be insufficient hormone production, um, Addison's disease. No, I don't want you going out there and Googling and self-diagnosing yourself because you think you have a hormone balance. So just Keep rolling with me guys, don't get too much into it. The second one we're going to touch on is the HPG, hypothalamic pituitary gland). This is different in both female and male. And that's because females have ovaries, males have testes. So again, it starts with the hypothalamus, which secretes the GNRH going into the anterior pituitary, where it secretes the LH and the FSH. And then that goes down into your reproduction organs, which then has the estrogen or progesterone or the testosterone, recycles back up. Everything plays hand in hand, whether you're male or female, doesn't matter. It plays hand in hand with how it works in your body. Now, lastly, the hypothalamic pituitary thyroidal. In the hypothalamus, it secretes the TRH. Going into the anterior pituitary secretes the TSH. go into the thyroid, that's where your T4 and T3 levels are at. And then it increases the metabolism. We'll get more into that in the thyroid section. So not hitting too much on that. Like I said, I just wanted to touch on the major access and why these are important. There are so many things that can hinder... Your hormones, and there are so many things that can help produce your hormones. Me being a health coach, I am very much holistic in what we put in our body is the main source of how we are helping or hindering our hormones. The amount of processed material that goes inside of our bodies can help or hinder our hormones. For all you pregnant ladies out there, that are listening to this and i'm saying it because i am pregnant so i'm making a comment about it i don't want you guys going out and freaking out about what's going on internally because pregnancy is more magical in a whole different level and if anything i may just do a section on pregnancy hormones so that way you understand it's different for us and we're not some special case where We are handicapped and we need special accommodations. I'm not making that a statement because going through my education, I know exactly what nutrition our body needs in order to produce a baby, in order to grow a baby, in order to maintain our own health. I also know that when you spend, like myself, eight weeks in first trimester throwing up every healthy item your body can do, it can become survival mode. Professionals will even say it too. First trimester, if you are throwing up, it then turns into survival mode. Survive first trimester. If You can eat it and it stays down. Eat it. The importance of just feeding your body becomes more important than healthy nutrition that you eat and throw up. And that's a whole different segment like I said we may just go into that solely for pregnant women. So I'm going to go ahead and conclude there for everything I I did and then moving forward into the next following weeks and we may trickle it into July a little bit is going to be discussing and focusing on the main hormones people have brought concern to me and in going into a deeper dive. So last week we did the intro of why we're doing this. Today We introduced all of it, the mechanisms of what is going on from head to toe, all the hormones, so everybody knows you don't just have sexual hormones, you have them all. Please go ahead and give me feedback. Let me know questions and concerns that come up. So as we go week by week into the detailed sections, I can address those questions throughout discussing it, and that way nothing is left unturned. No page is left unturned. I hope you guys have a really fantastic week. And next week, also too, slight reminder, is Father's Day. So for everyone out there with a father, or maybe a past father, or a father figure, June 18th, Father's Day. I didn't really get To give you guys a memo of Mother's Day. So if you guys totally forgot about Father's Day. Which I know people haven't. But there's your reminder. Father's Day is coming up. Hope you guys all have a really great week. Look forward to the feedback on this section. And of course like always. I thank you guys for everything. All the feedback. All the likes. All the comments. Everything you guys give me. If you like today's podcast. Please make sure to subscribe. And listen every Friday. Like. Comment and share so others can enjoy just like you.